Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. The big hand clap. Amen. Amen. This is a song that's just been in my heart. I sung it last night. I'm just going to sing it again. It goes, hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power unto the Lord thy God. For the Lord thy God is mighty, and the Lord thy God is omnipotent. The Lord our God is wonderful. Come on, choir, sing. Hallelujah, salvation and glory. If you feel like standing and clapping, there and power to the Lord our God. For the Lord our God is mighty. Our God is mighty. The Lord thy God is omnipotent. The Lord our God is wonderful. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory. Honor and power to the Lord our God. For the Lord our God is mighty. For the Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God is one. Praise God, praise God in the building. You know, it's, it's always good to just really pour your heart into worship. It kind of sets the atmosphere. It, it, it shifts things. It, the Holy Spirit begins to move in, in, in your lives before the word is even preached. It's just like, is it, is it me? Should I go? It's me. Should I step up? But the Lord begins to shift things in your lives, and he begins to change things through your worship. You know, when you pour out your hearts to the Lord and you cry out to him, even before the word is preached, God begins to move on your behalf. And so it's always good to give God praise. Amen? Amen. I am, I am excited. I am excited about this message, Learn. We have, um, we're going through a new series where... The church, you will hear a lot of pray, learn, live, and go within the next few weeks. And Pastor Ray preached an awesome service last week. I don't know. At Worcester Hickory, we, we just sat before the Lord after, after the word was preached, and we just fasted and just kind of meditated on that word. And it, was, it touched my heart. Prayer, you know, when you, when you pray, you, you have an opportunity to pour out to the Lord and just communicate with him, and he communicates back to you. It's just an awesome feeling when the Lord is speaking to you and you're able to speak to him in prayer. So make sure that every day you just pray and talk to the Lord. And now we're moving into learn. 
learn. I, that's why I brought my book bag up. I want to fake like I'm a good student. Honestly, when I was in school, I wasn't like the, the best student. I was the teacher's pet. I mean, you could tell, right? You know? I was the teacher's pet, but I wasn't like the best student. I didn't turn in all my homework. Or, or is that incompleted? The dog ate it. I didn't really have a dog. But, um, but I've learned that if I wanted to go to the next level, I had to do the work. If I wanted to no longer embarrass myself and, and, and speaking wrongly on answering questions, because I always wanted to raise my hand, but I didn't always have the right answer. And so from that point, I realized that I had to study a little bit more. I had to know what I was talking about. Listen, and I had to pay attention. So the first thing that the teacher tells us to do when we get in the class is, can you come to attention? Can you sit right, change your, the way you're sitting? Because most of us are slouched down. You know, me, I thought I was cool, so I was slouched in my seat. Mr. Jones stood up and don't pass notes. But in here, we ask that you will sit up and pass notes or take notes. Amen? Take notes. And that's why I brought my book back. Because when we come into the sanctuary, we come to not only lift up the name of Jesus, but we come to receive from God. So we come to learn. Amen? And so if you have your Bibles handy, turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. And when you get to that, say amen so I know that you're there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 13. Thanks for, your, for their gift, honestly. Thanks for their gift. You are the gift. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if the pastor is up here to preach the word and there's nobody in the, um, well, Pastor Ray preaches to, to you anyway. But if the pastor is here... Listen, if I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. If the pastor is here and the congregation is there, that's a wonderful feeling. If a teacher is in class and everyone is present, that's a wonderful feeling. Now you know that you actually have a class. Now that you know that you have a congregation. Pastor Ray preaches um, in here when nobody's here. He, he practices. He does. I. Yep, I did. There's no secrets here. But honestly, I've, I've learned that, you know, as, as a pastor, to, to, to actually not just prepare a message, but to go over it, to preach it before you preach it, actually, you know, so that it'll be in you. And so I had the opportunity to do that last night. <laughs> I'm still that same student. I already warned you. I told you what type of student I was. But I got the opportunity to preach this last night, and I made some changes. But I want you to follow with me, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll learn together. Amen? And so verse 10 says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every 
in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you right now for the opportunity to be in your presence. Father, I thank you for the worship. I thank you for the joy that you have displayed in this house. Father, I pray that this word would not return back to you empty nor void, but it would do that which is sent back to you. Father, I pray that you will walk us through the aisles and the pews and into the hearts and minds of your people. Father, I pray that you will use me for your glory. Speak through me. Lord, you say it, I shall repeat it. In the name of Jesus Christ, hide me behind the cross and use me for your glory. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, I shall hope so. Amen. I always say that um, I get that last part from growing up. You know, the, the pastors used to do that. You know, real. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, let the church say amen. And we used to be happy and say amen. Oh, you were up to say something. But that's how we grew up. And I've learned some things that just never will leave me. And that's one of them. Watch the meditation of my heart. Let the words be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, is my strength, my redeemer. Amen. You know, these are things that, that, that was recited every week that just embedded itself into our being. And so when we go on about our daily, our daily walk or our work day and we say something that clicks in our head, it reminds us, I better watch what my heart is pondering. I better watch what comes out of my mouth because the Lord is present with me always. But these are the things that we learn. And even when you forget sometimes, the Lord allows you to replay it in your head. The Holy Spirit reminds you of what he said to you just to encourage you. And so as a title today for learn, it's learning to live again. Like we are learning to live again. When you come into Christ or when you are born again, as much as we try to clean up ourselves, we can't do it without the power. We cannot do it without the word of God. Now I have something to measure up my mistakes with or my decision making with through the word of God. And so there are three words that I want to pull out of this, um, this text that we just read. One of them is posture. The other one is position. And the other one is power. So posture, position, and power. And, and, and to be honest with you, as, as a good student, you, you might want to write that down. You, you might want to begin to come in the, the sanctuary looking to learn something new all the time, looking to hear something from the Lord all the time. It doesn't matter who's preaching. I know I look like Pastor Ray by way of haircut, but that's. Okay. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter who's preaching or who's teaching. 
if they're teaching the word of God, you want to be attentive. You want to write it down. You want to be able to, to, to highlight, take a highlight of pen if you have a, have, a, have a Bible and just highlight some things and write some things on the side of your Bible. Write some notes that just, when something blesses you or when, 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 when something or someone say something, if a song is sung and you want to hear it again, turn to K-Love. If you want to hear it again, turn to the message. But the thing about it is write the title down so you can play it in your spirit. If it bless you and you want to hear it again throughout the week, when the week gets a little weary and, you know, gets a little rough, then you can replay the things that the Lord has spoke to you, the things that he encouraged you with. This is how we learn. This is how we learn to live again, to revive our souls, to refresh our hearts and our minds in the Lord, and to, and to restore us when we are broken or fallen or made a mistake. The Bible tells you how to get off, get off, get back up, and get, get, get going again. Because the Lord is just to forgive you when you confess your faults. Amen? We are not without lawsuit. We are found in Jesus. And so the first thing is to make sure you have a writing utensil. Make sure you grab a bulletin because they got a little section where you can write some notes. God has given us the opportunity to be renewed and to be restored. So we, as God's children and students of his word, change our posture. Come in prepared. Prepare your hearts and minds before you get in here. Like, I am going to hear from the Lord today. I can't wait to get into worship so I can hear a song that will touch my heart. Anticipate a move of God. God loves that. Like when you, when you expect him to do something for you, he loves to do it. I'm telling you, he loves to do it. And when you, when you really anticipate, like God's going to be present when I get there, I'm telling you, it'll be that much greater when you get there. Not only do you get to see some of your friends and your family, but you get to feel the presence of the Lord. So we have to prepare our hearts and minds, change our posture. He says, you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned. I know that. But you have the opportunity to show it. Sometimes we drop the ball on different things, but God can give us the opportunity to pick the ball back up. The ball bounces. It's come back to your hand. You get to do it again. So now that we're in Christ, we get to do over. We get to renew some things. We get to be restored. So now we understand that sometimes we might have the right thought in mind or the good intentions, but it's not always God's intention. But how do we know that our good thought and God's good thought is different? Because the Bible says that his thoughts is higher than our thoughts, his ways is higher than our ways. And so in order to match our ways and our decisions with God, we have to know the word of God. And when we know the word of God and when we learn in the word of God and when we're meditating on the word of God and when we're studying the word of God, then we can match our decisions because some decisions that we've made weren't the best decisions. But now that we have God, we have the decision maker who is perfect in every way. And now if we follow him, we follow his teachings, we follow his word, then we 
who God has called to himself that he is continually working on us because he says, he said, he that started a good work will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ or until the day of judgment, right? And so therefore, he is still working on all of us, including me. He's working on us. So when we make a mistake, we can look to the word of God and say, oh, that was a mistake. Lord, forgive me for the mistake and help me to not do it again. We learn from our mistakes. But if we keep saying that we're going to do and we don't do, or we say something good and we don't, we don't have an action behind that, or say, for instance, if we come to church but we never get involved in prayer or Bible study, yeah, I threw a curveball in there. It's just words. And words are just words, but without action, it's just words. Like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. You have to apply yourself in order to grow in Christ. You have to be attentive in order to grow in Christ. And so we see now living in the world, we, we, we didn't really care about certain things, you know. You know the old saying is, I can care less. But now in Christ, you care. You have a concern. You, you have a different motive. You, you, you have a Christly a Christly mentality now. You're growing in grace. And things that you didn't care about or things that you will overlook, you don't overlook anymore. Things that you see in somebody else that's not right, you don't just say that's just them. Now you begin to pray for them because you're in Christ. And so you have changed in your posture. You're changing your ways. If you turn with me to... Romans chapter 12. Let's go to 2 Timothy first. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul testifies about Christ's strength. It is sufficient. He's prepared to endure any circumstances in life because Christ empowers him to do so. He realized that he's a student of the of the Holy Spirit. He's a student of Christ. Paul was a scholar, but in Christ, he became a student again. He had to relearn or learn the Word of God. And as we know, Paul later writes a lot of the New Testament. He challenges things and he speaks about grace. And because of grace, <laughs> we're saved. Because of his writings, we have a clear understanding. But he was taught by the word of God. He had to settle himself and he had to learn. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. What is this saying? This saying is that God wrote the Bible. It is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, training, and righteousness. That is all of us. We all have to be taught. We all have to be rebuked at times. We all have to be corrected. And we're all in training to be righteous. Why? Because we are God's servants. And he wants to thoroughly equip us because he has called us. To a good work. That means if you're on staff, 
if you're just a visiting member, if you're new, God has called you to a good work. And he's saying that you have a part of his plan. He has planted something in you, a gift. You are a gift to this church. And so when you are a gift to this church, then you find that gift and you flow in that gift and you pour out that gift and you use that gift for the glory of God. You are gifted. You are called to do a good work. So if I am called to do a good work, the first thing that changes in me is my posture. Right? That's the first thing that changes in me is my posture. And the posture is the position in which someone holds their body when standing or sitting, right? And so now I walk differently. You know, my walk changed. You know, I'm not like hanging on the corners no more. You know, I'm, I'm not, I can't get nothing with this, but I can get everything with this. It's good to see you. The embrace of God's word, the embrace of love. My little corona. Seem like we can't converse, you know. Then do the church hug where you turn your cheek and with the mask on, and you be like that. <laughs> but embrace, open up now. Why? Because you have something inside that someone else needs, and that is Jesus. Amen. And so Romans chapter twelve, verse one says, "Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God." This is your true and pop proper worship. Do not, be, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You are in God's will. You are God's good work. He just needs to transform you by the renewing of your mind, meaning he needs you to get into the word so he can start to flush out the worldly and put in the spirit of God. And he wants your bodies to be a living sacrifice. That means however you live, however you present your body, make sure that it gives glory to God. And so now you no longer walk with it, you know. Now you walk with the expectation, hey, it's good to see you. And believe me, body language is everything. It is. And it means something. Because if you're sitting there with your head down and, you know, don't feel like being bothered, the person can tell you don't feel like being bothered so they don't approach you and you might have something that they need. And so you hold your head up and you let them know that I am a servant of the Most High God and I am here to serve you, even if it's just a smile. So as a student, I sit up, and I am attentive to learn. I, I, my attention span is focused now. I'm being taught. I'm learning something because I believe in God. I'm about to go to another level. And so I commit myself as a believer, mind, body, and soul. I, 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 I dive into the word of God so I can understand it. I, I'm learning while I'm being transformed with the understanding that now I live for God and everything that I do has to be pleasing to God. And so now, as Pastor Ray always say, I've learned to lean in. 
Don't miss the opportunity to hear from God. When you come into this place, clear your hearts and minds. Let the Lord heal the brokenness. Let the Lord give strength where there was weakness. Let the Lord move you to a higher place. Let the Lord cause you to just feel his presence. Because when you feel God's presence, I'm telling you, it's hard not to smile. It's, 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 it's hard not to smile. So we have to study to show ourselves approved. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who co correctly handles the word of truth. Correctly handles the word of truth. Right? So, let me put it in scripture. So, if you believe, if you, you've been believing the lie, right? People say in the world, the truth hurts, right? It's not the truth that hurts. It's the lie that you was believing hurts. The truth makes you free. Right? That's what the word says. So handle the word of truth and, and accept it and say, and say, you know what? The devil's a liar. But God's word is true. And so I'm going to accept God's word. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to handle it proper. And then guess what? Everybody else that was believing a lie, I'm going to expose the lie with the truth of God's word. And how am I going to do that? By studying so I'll know God's word. And so I can compare it to the lie, and then I can bring truth to the situation. And hopefully, someone else will be set free. Right? Because that is our duty, and that is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to make sure that we are positioned to serve God. So the second one is we have to be in the right position. We have to reposition ourselves. Some of our decisions are going to change. Some of our stands are going to change. You know, we, we all can't laugh at the joke about the person that everybody talks about behind their back. We can't do that anymore. At this point now, we have to change our position. We have to say stop. In some cases, we have to stop ourselves. We have to change our position. That's the hardest part. The hardest part is to knowing when you're wrong and, 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 and in the face of others say, listen, I was wrong. So, you know, I, I read in the word of God that I wasn't supposed to do that anymore. And so I apologize. I'm going to step out of this conversation. And I guarantee you they might not do it right in front of everybody because it takes heart. They may come to you later and say, you know what, you were right. And so here, position. A place where someone or something is placed or has been put in a particular way in which someone has been arranged or rearranged. We're in the position to serve God. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 through 21 says, bless those who persecute you. Oh, you're talking about changing your position. 
Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to revenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. And do this, and you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As we learn to grow in Christ, we realize some of our old ways of thinking and our positions and our stance that we taken is not pleasing to God. But because of his faithfulness, he allow us to find a good church home. Yep, I put that in there. Where our souls can be fed, our hearts can be refreshed, our minds can be renewed, old habits that were bad can be broken, new habits pleasing God will be replaced, will be the replacement of the old habits. We learn and learning to live again. But this time, we're learning how to live in the way of the Lord. And now, as disciples of Christ, as we begin to demonstrate the love and kindness that he offers to us, as we deal with situations with grace that he has bestowed in our lives, with mercy and with peace, we are learning to trust the process. Shout out to the sisters. To trust the process. Walking in the word of God as one body, many parts. Know your position, master it for the glory of God. If your position is as a congregant that you're supposed to get fed, you're getting fed so you'll be a leader in the ministry. Everybody has a calling. God just don't call you to. I want to tell a story. There's a friend of mine, and I won't say any names. There's a friend of mine who says, you know, we, we've been teaching discipleship and we've been teaching how to go out and outreach and how to go out and, um, and, and kind of win somebody and invite somebody in the church, right? We've been teaching this for months, right? And then this one person that always says, I don't know, Pastor Tony. I don't know if I can do it, but I'll try. God hears how try. God hears, I'll try. So what that person does is that person takes a sign and, they, and, and, and the person puts the sign in their yard, right? God hears, I'll try. See, God only needs a willing heart. See, a willing heart. Somebody who says, I'll try. And so from that sign being in the yard, someone walks past. And the family is here today. It didn't take a conversation from that person. It only took the 
words that says, I'll try, and God will do the rest. All God needs you to do is show up, be attentive, change your, change your position, change your, your posture, be willing to serve, be willing to learn, be willing to grow. That's what he needs. Somebody bless me with another, here's another story. Somebody bless me. I said, it's been hard trying to build a church on Saturdays. Someone spoke to me and said, have you been dropping seeds in the hard times? I said, yeah. He said, I'm a farmer. And he said, you drop seeds in the wintertime. I said, wait a minute. Are you speaking something now? <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going with this. He said, you don't drop seeds when it's all good because, you know, the harvest comes when the weather breaks. He said, but you drop the seeds in the wintertime. You, you, you dig up. That's the best time to plant. In a hard season, you just plant. Why? Because you're planting and you're trusting that God is going to do the rest. You, you, you just keep going, but you don't give up. You don't give up. You don't give up. And he said, in due season, the harvest will spring forward and you will see it. He said, listen, prepare yourselves and your team for your harvest. Bless me, or I'm ready to run the race. You know, I'm trying to be a good student, so I'm not going to jump off the steps and be excited. But if I was in class, I would have said something. That probably would have got me not a detention, but a quiet down, Mr. Jones. James chapter 1, verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so be deceived. Oh, so deceive yourself. So do what it says. We hear it. Some of us understand it. But do what it says. Don't question it. Do what it says. Have faith. But faith comes by and hearing of the, come on now, church. Give yourselves a hand. Somebody has been reading. And in that word, and through that spirit of God, it gives you power. It gives you power. What is power? Power, the ability to do something or act in a particular way. Having the capability to direct or influence the behavior of others. That's power. That's power. Jesus showed power when the centurion came to him, right, and said, I have someone that my servant is, 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 is sickened to death. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come to the house. He said, whoa, 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 slow down. He said, I don't need you to go to the house. He said, because, like, I know you have power like I do. You have authority. And, I, and, and, and I'm a captain in the army or I'm of high ranking. If I tell a soldier to go do something, the soldier will go do it. If I tell, if I tell, uh, if I tell a servant to go do something, the servant will go do it. He said, all I need you to do is send your word. Oh, you're talking about powerful. You're talking about faith. The centurion said, all I need you to do is send your word. You are sitting here hearing the word of God. God is sending his word, his power, his authority is being poured on you, in you. You 
have something inside of you now that can overcome the world. You have the power of the Holy Spirit that can overcome bad habits, that can overcome heartaches, that can overcome pains, that can change enemies into friends, that can change a person's life into, from, from going to hell to going to see Jesus. You have the power inside of you. Use your power. Use your superpower. You ever see Sky High? Anybody see Sky High? All right, Sky High is, is, is a movie. It's a good movie. It's a movie about students that, have the, that, that are children of superheroes, but they have, some of them have yet not discovered their superpower. And so they have to go to this special high school so they can learn their superpower, right, and learn how to work it and how to activate it. You are a superhero because you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. So you have to come to church. You have to come to Bible study. You have to come to prayer groups. You have to come to small groups. So you can learn how to operate your new superpower. What's the sense of having a power to overcome the world and you're still walking in it like you like you're a part of it? We're not from here. We're from our places in glory. We have to set a new standard in our life. We have to change our position. We have to change our posture. And the only way we could do that is we follow the word of God. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7 says, For the Spirit of God gave us, give us, does not make, wait a minute. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. See, the enemy probably didn't want me to tell you that. <laughs> That's not blame, blame it on the devil. <laughs> he said, don't blame me. That's you, you, you the one that skipped a couple classes. Um, for the Spirit of God, see, see, that's why you should, don't skip class. Carry your book back. Have your writing utensils in there. Be prepared to learn. For the Spirit of God gave, <laughs> wait, here I go again. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in the suffering, I put the, in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. For he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearance of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ, it has given us new life. Now we live and serve as examples, pleasing to God the Father, walking in the power of his might, through the power of the Holy Spirit, holding on to the testimony that is taught in the word of God, while becoming living examples that demonstrate 
that God saves. You are a living testimony that Jesus saves. Aren't you happy? Don't you want to? He brought you from death to life, from darkness to light. That's my hip hop. That was my hip hop, right? Are you excited? You're doing a different dance. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I'm no longer bound. I'm free. I'm no longer lost. I'm found. I'm no longer blind. I can see. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Yeah! Get excited. I am a disciple of Christ, and I make disciples. Look at me go. I'm learning my superpower. Don't mind it. Be excited about where you worship at. Be, listen, get excited when you come in here. Like, I'm ready to grow in Christ. I'm ready to learn something. Come into your small group and make it a large group. How about that? Invite somebody. Be a witness. Make disciples. Don't just sit and look good because you do. But help somebody else to sit and look good. Amen? Psalm 68 says, proclaim the power of God, whose majestic is over Israel, whose power is in the heavens. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. Isn't he? The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. And it ends and says, praise be to God. With the best that you can give, stand with me and let's give God the biggest hand clap we can give him because of what he got stand on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are amongst the righteous. You have been redeemed. You are called by God to be amazing. God has brought you from death to life. He has restored and renewed you. He has refreshed you. He's brought healing to you. He brought you new family. He brought you a new friend. He gave you a pastor that will shepherd you. He gave you leaders that will lead you and walk with you. He gave you Pastor Charlie that'll make mistakes and make you laugh. He gave you a newfound joy, an anointing that breaks the yoke, pulls down strongholds, loose the bounds, and set the captives free. You are amazing. Be amazing in God. Learn to live again.
but this time in the freedom of the power of God. And the grace and the mercy that follows you all the days of your life. So that you and I can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let the church say amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do in our lives. Father, we thank you that you called us to you, Father, that, that, that we heard and we responded to you. Father, now renew, restore, refresh, reappoint our direction towards righteousness. Lord, give us the hunger to want to learn more of you. Father, let's, let us lift you up where we'll serve you with an undivided mind, but a mind to focus towards your word. Help us to meditate on your word day and night. Lord, help us to be an example for our family and our friends. Help us to be the light in our community, Father. Help us to lead someone to you. Father, let your light so shine in us that they may see our good works and glorify you. Because we glorify you in all that we do. Through our position, through our posture, through our position, and in the word and in the power of your might and of your spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Let the church say amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at roxboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.